Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 10, verses 1 through 20. We welcome you to our Sunday evening worship service as we're continuing to go through the book of Exodus. We are studying the life of Moses. Moses here is in the middle. He's getting towards the end of the ten plagues. I'm so glad you're able to join us here this evening. Do take this time. If you have prayer needs or, or maybe a, so you want to follow Christ or you're thinking about maybe believer's baptism later this summer in the, in the river, you know, we've had to reschedule our church picnic. I think it's going to end up being on August 8th there at Veterans Park, and we'll have our public baptism service. And it worked out good. You know, we were hoping to do it Memorial Day weekend, but uh, timing issues didn't work out with the baseball tournament. And plus, that day anyway, it was like 50, 60 degrees. It was freezing cold. People said they were putting a jacket on. So who knows? Maybe it worked out well. The poor baseball players were freezing, but, but we weren't. So, but I share that because if you are, if you've been thinking about believer's baptism, about you taking your next steps in following Christ, you go ahead. We have our connection card, online connection card, or shoot me email messages page, and we will be able to be getting in touch with you. Other thing I wanted to mention, we are eight days away, uh, not this coming week, but the following week, starting on that Monday, eight days away from VBS. We have not had an in-person VBS in two years, so we are very excited to have children here on our campus since last year's was an online VBS. So be praying for that. Be thinking about someone you can invite and take that opportunity to uh, make this a very powerful, special week. Children come here and they learn about and they hear the gospel. We are here in the Bible and we are going to be looking at the plague of locusts. What are locusts? Locusts are flying bugs, similar to a grasshopper, that come in and they would be devastating to farmers. They've got their crops, they've got their plants, they've got their produce, and a locust swarm can come in, just blow in with the wind here, and just devour all vegetation, all plants, all trees, and you're literally, you're left with no food. And what's powerful about locusts is it can come out of the middle of nowhere and just overnight or just in a few hours, your crops, you've had, you've had um, massive loss, massive financial loss. So we're going to be seeing here about how Moses and Pharaoh, how they respond differently. Now remember, there's ten plagues, so after this one, there's only two more. So the Lord, He is working here. The Lord, He is uh, doing a mighty thing, and He's getting ready for the Passover. And that's what... Uh, the, um, that's what's going to happen with the death of the firstborn. So follow along here in your Bibles. Exodus chapter 10, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials, so that I may do these miraculous signs of mine among them. And so that you may tell your son and your grandson how severely I dealt with the Egyptians and performed miraculous signs among them. And you will know that I am the Lord. One of the reasons God did this uh, event, these plagues, bringing his people out of Egypt with his mighty hand by even, the Lord is hardening Pharaoh's heart. 
that brings up a question. Well, one of the reasons in that question, one of the reasons he did this was actually for us to teach our children. When we do not teach our children about God's Word, when we're not teaching our children about the stories of the Bible, who is? Well, who is? They'll go to school and they'll learn evolution. They'll go off to college and they'll learn redefinitions of things such as marriage, such as the when, did, when does human life begin, and the Bible is very clear about, yet if we aren't, as Christian parents and as Christian grandparents, teaching our children biblical truth, they will not learn it, period. No one else is going to teach, unless you're bringing them to church all the time. But I tell you, probably if parents are bringing their kids to church, they're teaching them at home. So in many ways, this moral uh, Christian fabric, this biblical fabric that holds together America, that holds together so many biblical institutions, when it's not being instructed and taught, it's going to eventually come and unravel. So we see God saying, you teach this to your children. This is how important it is that you instruct them and you teach them that God used the ten plagues to show his mighty hand to Pharaoh. Now, it says there is hardened his heart. Does God harden people's heart today? I'm going to answer that question in, with the answer being yes, but he uses sin. Sin is what hardens people's heart today. What's occurring right here is this is a special exception because God is raising up Moses to free his people to show to Pharaoh I am the Lord you were not over my people you've enslaved my chosen people but I the Lord am going to set them free he's doing this so eventually not only the people free they can tell the story of God's mighty hand that he freed them from Egypt Egypt is a sign today of sin some of you are here in Lexington some of you are in other cities, and you feel like you are in Egypt. You look around and go, everything is foreign. Everything is different. I don't recognize these places, these people. It's just a different culture and context that I see. And I think what hardens us in Egypt and makes us live in Egypt is sin. That is, that is the case. So Moses and Aaron went up to Pharaoh and told him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. Let my people go so that they can go up and worship. But if you refuse to let my people go, then tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. They will cover the surface of the land so that no one will be able to see the land. They will eat the remainder of left to you that escape the hell they will eat away every tree that you have growing in the field they will fill your houses all your officials houses and the houses of the Egyptians something your fathers and your grandfathers never saw since the time they occupied the land until today that's how many locusts are going to be these locusts are going to come in and devour everything and it goes on to say then he turned and left Pharaoh's presence. So at this point, understand the friction, what's going on here. Pharaoh doesn't even get a chance to answer because Moses knows his answer. Look, if you don't let the people go worship, 
God's just going to send locusts, and he's going to devour everything. These previous plagues, the last one was hell, they didn't kill and destroy. There won't be a tree left in Egypt. It, your land will be devastated. And I tell you, through the exodus, through these plagues, Egypt was devastated. They never, they, they never experienced something this powerful. God destroyed all the livestock, all the trees, all the vegetation, and then he destroyed their military. They even went into the Red Sea later on in the Passover, and the, the, the waters came back and killed all them. Egypt paid a price for not obeying and listening to the Lord. We also pay that same price. We experience consequences for not following after the Lord. And when God has spo spo speaks to us, He's spoken to us, He expects us to respond. Keep going here. Pharaoh's officials asked him, How long must this man be a snare to us? Let the men go so that they may worship me, or worship the Lord their God. Don't you realize yet that Egypt is devastated? Even Pharaoh's officials, they, are, they, they understand wisdom. They get the counsel here. They're going to Pharaoh say, Pharaoh, there's nothing left of our country. Let the people go. This man is coming to us regularly, and we have paid the price for this. Do you know, many ways, uh, you have to listen and be aware of the people around you and their guidance and their wisdom. Pharaoh was the most stubborn, the most hard-hearted man there was. He would not listen. You can't get any more stubborn than this Pharaoh. This Pharaoh was, he was literally willing to lose it all for his whatever principle, whatever uh, uh, belief that he tried to hold to. And we have to say, um, is my pride preventing me from experiencing God's grace? All the man had to do was say, just go out in the wilderness and worship for three days. Go to Mount Sinai and then come back. That's all they were asking for. But their pride was not going to allow it. It's, it pride is something that many of us, we don't want to give up. No one wants to, be, well, no one wants to say, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I should have listened. Because you have to backtrack. You have to admit that you weren't right. So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go worship the Lord your God, Pharaoh said, but exactly who will be going? Moses replied, We will go with our young and with our old. We will go with our sons and with our daughters and our flocks and with our herds because we must hold the Lord's festival. So Moses answers the question, Yeah, we're going to go and we're going to bring everything. All the animals, all the people, everyone's going to go. He said to them, the Lord would have, he said to them, the Lord would have to be with you if I would ever let you go and your families go. Look out. You're headed for trouble. No, go. Just able-bodied men worship the Lord since that's what you want. And then they were driven from Pharaoh's presence. So understand what happened. Pharaoh answers that question. He says, I'll let you go, but only the men can go. Only by the Lord's power, the Lord would have to be with you to have all of these people, the women, the children, and the herds. What Pharaoh's doing here 
He knows, Pharaoh knows, if you leave the children, you leave the livestock, you leave all the wives and the families back home, and only the men go to the mountain they, to worship the Lord, they will be back. But Moses is asking for all. He says everyone is going to leave Egypt and worship the Lord. Obviously, Moses and both God know what's going to happen. Pharaoh is a hard-hearted man. He has to pay some respect to his officials, but he's not on board here. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and cover over the land of Egypt, and the locusts will come over it and eat every plant in the land, everything that the hell left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and the Lord sent an east wind over the land. All that day and through the night, locusts were, went up over the entire land of Egypt and settled in the entire territory of Egypt. Never before had there been such a large number of locusts, and never again will it be again. They covered the surface of the whole land so that the land was black, and they consumed all the plants on the ground and all the fruit on the trees that the hell had left. Nothing green was left on the trees or the plants on the field throughout the land of Egypt. So literally everything was devastated. Pharaoh urgently sent for Moses and Aaron. And look, so he's realized, I just lost everything. This swarm of locusts, it just wiped through and devastated everything. It's gone. So he's urgently saying, get back, Pharaoh. Get back, Moses or Aaron. I have sinned against the Lord. Verse 17, please forgive my sin once more and make an appeal to the Lord your God so that he will just take this death away from me. He's realizing you have nothing left in your land. Moses left Pharaoh's presence and appealed to the Lord. Then the Lord changed the wind to a strong west wind and it carried off the locusts and blew them into the Red Sea. So all those locusts that just devoured the land, they just went off in the Red Sea and died. Not a single locust was left in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not let the Israelites go at this point God stepped in again and hardened Pharaoh's heart Pharaoh was probably getting to the point where he he realized I, there's nothing left I've got to let the people go I don't have a leg to stand on anymore and I think the biblical principle for us is Lord wants to get our attention and negotiating with God it did not work in this case. Now, we do see in the Bible, there was some negotiations that were made. Remember Hezekiah? He asked for a 15-year extension to his life. And he prayed to the Lord, and he loved the Lord, and God gave it to him. Remember Abraham? He wanted at least 10 people in Sodom. You see, if there's 10 righteous people in Sodom, there weren't, there weren't 10 righteous people in Sodom. Lot and his wife and his three daughters, and that was it. There were five. And I think the principle for us is many times negotiation is not the solution with the Lord. God wants us to obey Him. If we don't obey Him, we pay the cost. And I think what the Lord wants, the principle for this, is with these locusts, is when we, through our disobedience, we have the warning through Moses. We have the warning through Jesus. We know Listen, we know how folks are saved. We know the consequences to sin. 
We know when we live in disobedience, when we don't tithe, when we fail to worship the Lord, when we fail to actually uh, put um, Bible reading and church attendance and uh, serving and using our gifts God's given us, when we don't do these things, we pay the price. Say, Dan, what do you mean pay the price? You pay the price mentally, it, or, or it might be mental problems. You're just uh, having a difficult time focusing. You're having emotional problems. You're just going through your life thinking, I just want more. There's an emptiness. There's a, a loneliness. Something is missing. And that could be because the Lord has spoken to you. He wants you to repent. He wants you to respond. And for whatever reason, you're not doing it. I don't believe God, or I don't believe God has hardened our hearts like Pharaoh. I think what's hardened our hearts, maybe what's hardened your heart, is your habitual sin. It's the problem of disobedience day after day, year after year. And Christ is calling you to, if you want to break that up, if you want to see spiritual renewal and breakthrough, you have to say, God, have I allowed pride to take hold in my heart so that I don't experience your presence? Do you want the presence of God? Do you want the peace God offers? Then say, Lord, I need you to remove the pride that's in my heart. God wants to do a great thing in your life. God is using this story of the plagues. And America is experiencing plagues. Our city is under a plague. You know, when we had terrible traffic accidents here in our city, and we wonder, gosh, why, why are all these people drinking and driving? Well, when you have drive through liquor places, when every single dining establishment is generously pushing alcohol on you, these are the consequences you see. When you see families falling apart because of the divorce, and you wonder why, well... When the family that doesn't worship the Lord together, that doesn't come to church together, and husband and wife aren't teaching their children each other and reading Scripture each other, and then their marriage falls apart, their children are in rebellion, they're wondering what happened. Well, it, it likely was because they did not have a Christ-centered, a biblical-centered home. And these are the consequences we see here. Just like with this eighth, eighth plague, the Lord is bringing consequences for Pharaoh. I want to hear from you. You reach out to me, reach out to our church, and let us know how we can pray for you, how we can lift you up to the Lord. God has a great plan and purpose in your life. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to know the Lord doesn't want you to have to endure what Pharaoh endured through a, a humble willing heart, you won't have locusts come and devastate your land. Just like that. He blows in the east wind, he blows out, or blows in the west wind, blows out with the east wind. And the locusts are gone and dead. And there's nothing left. It happens just like that. Change can happen in your life. Just like God can bring judgment like that, he can bring salvation as well when we respond to the Lord. God, I pray for those listening. This evening, I pray for those that you have spoken to, you have called, 
And they are enduring difficult and challenging things in their life. Lord, you want us to repent and turn to you. God, we live in a great country, but it's a country that has been plagued with locusts. Lord, blow the east wind and remove many of the things that are just plaguing our country. Lord, restore families. Bring revival. Bring change. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I pray for a mighty move. I pray for those who are listening this evening. And thank you for your word. We thank you for Moses, how he was faithful. Him and Aaron regularly going and appearing before Pharaoh. God, I pray that if anybody here needs to get saved, I pray they reach out to us and they take those steps of faith. We give you this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I hope to hear from you. I hope the Lord's grace is upon you this June. I will see you next Sunday night here at 6 o'clock at Broadway Baptist.